You're listening to Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing, the evidence-based podcast that will seriously improve your game. Whether it's building self-confidence, enhancing resilience, or simply understanding how to handle pressure best, this podcast will help you. I'm Roberto Forzoni, a performance psychologist working with world and Olympic champions and a consultant with the BBC. Welcome. Self-talk, part seven. Thinking errors two. Introduction. In the previous modules, we started looking at thinking errors and significantly how they can affect how we feel and how we behave. We'll continue in this module and begin to explore specific types of thinking errors, looking at two types in particular, what we call catastrophizing and all-or-nothing thinking. As a reminder, these thinking errors are simply a consequence of what you say to yourself following various events in your life. It's that dialogue you use many times a day, over and over again. So it's worth training yourself to know when these thinking errors happen and being able to acknowledge them and then having the skills to change the way you think. So let's take a detailed look at the most common types of thinking errors. And whilst we go through them, see if you can recognise any of them in yourself. Thinking error number one, catastrophizing. This is quite an extreme type of thinking error, typified by a the end of the world is nigh attitude. This is where a small disappointment becomes a disaster in your mind. For example, you're out on a social event and you can't find your keys. You think someone's stolen them and it's probably robbing your house right now. They'll take the car, all of your jewellery, and then your checkbook. They'll clear out your accounts. Disaster. They'll be wrecking your house right now. You start to get overly anxious, worried, until you realise you actually put the keys in the side pocket of your new bag. Another example might be at work after making a comment in a meeting. You think you've made a complete fool of yourself and it was a disaster. You start to think everyone at work thinks you're stupid and you might even lose your job. As a result, you'll react to the imaginary catastrophe with a feeling of dread rather than putting what really happened into perspective. You said something inappropriate that, in fact, not many people even noticed. And even if they did, it was no big deal. They've all done similar things in the past and actually they felt pleased it wasn't them again. They actually felt for you rather than thinking you're a fool. Catastrophizing is the hallmark of anxious people. It combines pessimism, thinking the worst will happen, with a wildly exaggerated sense of threat. Things will not only be bad, they'll be really bad. People who catastrophize find it hard to appraise situations realistically, so they can end up becoming just as distressed by a relatively trivial setback as they can with something quite major. They constantly imagine really bad futures and significantly allow their imaginations to run wild with all sorts of negative scenarios that could happen, however unlikely these thoughts are. They also really take into account the resources they have to deal with the worst case scenarios or any experience they might draw on when they've dealt with similar situations and events in the past. If you tend to think in this way, the next time you get that first catastrophic thought, ask yourself three questions. Number one, in comparison to other bad things that might have happened to me, where does this one sit? Number two, if I had to deal with the worst thing that might happen, what would I actually do? 
And thirdly, how have I dealt with a difficult situation in the past and what helped me then? You'll find yourself in a much nicer place by asking yourself these questions and coming up with factual answers. Thinking error number two, all or nothing thinking, otherwise referred to as polarised or rigid thinking. It's all black and white. People who think in this way see things as black and white with nothing in between. You're fat or you're thin. You're smart, stupid, depressed or happy. In sport, you either win or you lose, and so on. There's absolutely no in between. Gradual progress is never enough. Only a complete change will do. Who cares if I only did half of it? It's still not finished. So in sport, for example, a performer takes no credit after playing very well against a tough opponent because they failed to win. So they see themselves as a failure rather than seeing what may have been their best ever performance against a better opponent on the day. Another example of this type of irrational thinking is a track and field athlete who smashes her personal best in a race only to be disappointed at losing to her rival. She takes no credit from her performance or all the training she put in to make such a big improvement. And that's a shame because this type of thinking becomes demotivating rather than empowering. And confidence is lost when it should be enhanced. Similarly, someone on a diet who eats some ice cream might tell themselves, I've blown it. I knew I couldn't stick to my diet. People who think in this way are likely to create all kinds of problems for themselves psychologically. The fact is, Most of the things we concern ourselves with in everyday life are not black or white. There are loads of shades of grey. Life isn't as simple as yes or no. It worked or it didn't. People who tend to be strong-minded in their polarised thinking also tend to have strong moral judgments and self-evaluations that can end up causing distress. They also enjoy trying to impose their beliefs on others, or are highly critical of anyone who doesn't hold the same strong beliefs. This type of thinking is prevalent with people who hold racist or sexist views. That said, if you feel you're sometimes prone to mild cases of black and white, or what's called rigid thinking, try to watch out for when you use the words ought, should, or must. And challenge yourself to view things on a scowl rather than just looking at the ends. So, and as another example of this sort of thinking, I must always put others first, might change to, sometimes I can put myself first. I should always give a great presentation, might become, it's not always going to go as well as I want, and that's fine. Look at your personal views as your choice, and that doesn't mean that everyone else should think in the same way. Try and understand and see things from other people's perspective even if you don't fully agree with their views. If you've ever watched the TV reality show Swap, the producers have fun putting people together with completely polarised viewpoints. And it's interesting on how many occasions views are changed from that rigid belief to something more flexible with positive results. Finally, expose yourself to others' views that don't necessarily fit in with yours and see if you can find some common ground. I'm a dual national with Italian parents. I was born in London and I really felt the benefit of seeing life from two perspectives, the English and the Italian. And I feel I can choose the best of both worlds. So think fluidly to counteract 
any rigid thinking. Summary. In this module, we started to look at specific thinking errors, or our irrational thinking, and explored catastrophizing and all-or-nothing thinking. We looked in some detail at the negative consequence of thinking in this way, and explored in each case how you might challenge your thinking in order to build your confidence and your self-esteem. In the next module, we'll continue to look at some of the other common thinking errors and see how we can overcome them. Your mind activity today. Again, have a conscious awareness of the most common types of thinking errors you use. Consider a willingness to almost argue with yourself for a while, challenging these irrational beliefs until you routinely respond in a more useful and beneficial way to the things that happen to you every day. I guarantee you'll feel so much better. Thank you for listening to the Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing Podcast. Can I ask two things from you? Firstly, please like and subscribe the podcast as this helps us get noticed. Likewise, if you can share the podcast with friends who might also benefit, I'd really appreciate it. The more attention the podcast gets, the more information I can bring to you. Thank you and enjoy.